It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. What is going on, my fellow Schwoklores? Welcome to this episode of the Schwaycast. One of the greatest. Um, th- I'm to your host today. I am Sam Schwegler, or as my friends call me, Schweezy, which if you're listening to this episode, you can now call me Schweezy. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to listen to my ramblings and listen to me ramble with other people and listen to me talk about anything with anyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a fan of the show, like it wherever you're at and subscribe to whatever platform you do get your podcast from and also leave a review. Um, a little secret out there is leaving a review is the best way to support any podcast for free leaving a review is probably the coolest thing since smoking after sex. I will say, I think if I'm giving myself right, it is the coolest thing after smoking after sex, but welcome to the show today. I have Matt Norman of Fawn's head, really cool conversation. It is the first, uh, more European guest we've had on. I guess he's, he's technically, he's American, but he's also European. He, he lived in Europe, for a long, long, long time, and uh, we talk about that more in the episode, but it's really cool. We finally uh, crossed the pond, as my good old pal uh, Garth Brooks would like to say, but I'm super excited. This episode is super fun. He's a fun dude to talk to and really great, and I'm excited for the more music that they're getting ready to do and stuff, and we got a new song from today we're going to play Draw a midpoint for the episode, so you're not going to want to touch the dial for that, you know, on your smartphones with, you know, the newest iPhones not even having, like, a home button and stuff. Did I ever, like, tell you guys I had to get a new phone back last summer, and it was between the iPhone 8 and, like, the iPhone X, and I decided to go with the iPhone 8 with a thumbprint scanner because I didn't want to look at my, like, double chin Every time I wanted to unlock my phone, I'm like, no, I my self-esteem's already pretty low. I don't need to like deal with that on a daily basis. So I just went with the, you know, the thumbprint, which I still really like the thumbprint. Uh the thumbprint's really good to me. I use my Apple Watch a lot. The like chip in my card reader has gone bad. And so places that don't take Apple Pay has actually gotten like really super annoying. And I don't know how to deal with it, but uh, I got Matt Norman of Fonz Head on today. And so if you're worried about me, don't worry. We have Matt Fonz Head on today on the show. And it's really fun. It's fun stuff. So what's been up with me? I've actually been starting to test out a new sea salt spray for my hair, which for some of you don't like even care at all. But I think it's really cool because I've been using uh, I started off using uh, Not Your Mother's. Uh, sea salt spray and it works pretty good. I got the started using John Frieda's uh, specific, but it was like beach blonde or something like that, which works for me. I'm a blonde, so I mean, I like it too. Then I started making my own. I just like you know, whipped it up really quick today on um, like Sunday and I started trying it out. And it's actually been working really, <laughs> really good compared to like the other stuff I'm gonna have. I don't want to give up my secrets or anything, but. It's really good. So I'm thinking about, you know, maybe doing some hair care brand, you know, just uh, make yourself look cool. So put up with me. Do we want to know about my love life? My love life isn't doing anything, really. Just, let's just be honest. Uh, 
Yeah, it's usually what it is. It's getting over girls. I don't know. If you're into like the Enneagram stuff, I'm an Enneagram four. And apparently you like breakups and stuff like that, which I guess is good for someone like me who writes music. But I don't necessarily like breakups that much. And that makes sense. I, I realized I like being in love, if that makes sense. You know, when when you see like a person, I'm I'm straight guy. So for those of you who think I'm being sexist, I am a straight guy. So I'm sorry. Um, but you know that that moment you see someone you love that like walks into the room, and like some spark or fireworks just glow inside you. I, I that's amazing to me. That's this is what I feel love is, which love is a different feeling to everyone. So I know someone's going to say, oh, that's wrong. But I don't know. When someone walks into a room and they give you fireworks, that that's something, right? I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts are. You can email me at the Shredcast or Twitter me at the Shredcast or follow me on Instagram. It's at Sam Schwegler. DM me. I will read it. I'm going to be honest. I will read it. <laughs> if I don't respond to it, just know I did read it. So that's a thing, you know, stuff like that. So I want to be in love. I like being in love. But one thing I realized is I want to be in love with someone who also loves me. Because have you ever been on the end where it's just like you're in love with someone, but they don't love you at all in any capacity at all? That really sucks. Really sucks. You know, speaking of love, me and Matt talked about it. I mean, he's married, and we talked about it a little bit on the episode about, you know, I, you know, I just picture that marriage thing, you know, soulmates and stuff like that. So, a lot of stuff. So, if anything, you want to listen to this episode, uh, and you haven't skipped over this intro, that is something you do want to listen for. Um, but I am releasing new music in April. Uh, me and Tim are working on something. Tim showing media and bands we love to hate. We are releasing a new episode on the last day of this month. This month we are doing the Chain Smokers, which I have been very happy to talk about because I actually like the group. So you're gonna definitely want to record that. Um, we're recording this. Um, we are actually recording it the day this episode released. So, uh, when it comes out, it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty fun and awesome. But yeah, I am releasing new music in April. I'm super excited. I finished the mix of the song, uh, like last week or a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, this is good. I just got to get mastered and then it's good to go. And so I'm super excited. Uh, I'm like, this is one of these songs that I recorded the vocals so many times over and over again, and I finally got it right. And I feel like this, I feel good about this song. So I'm very excited for y'all to hear it, and I really hope you all like it. But let's get to the sponsors of today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join with millions of other people and learn cutting-edge skills and discover network and love with peers. 
which is definitely the thing you want to do with our link in the description of this episode. You can get your first three months of Skillshare for only 99 cents, which is a steal because I am currently still working on my class on uh, how to start a podcast or record a podcast and how to mix a podcast. And it is exciting. And once that gets released and it's only 99 cents a month, definitely something you are going to want to take a part of if you are an aspiring podcaster i will recommend that to every person possible use the link in the description of this episode get your first three months of skillshare for only 99 cents great deal great opportunity uh also my other favorite sponsor is honey honey is a browser extension that you can put on whatever browser you use it works on chrome it works on firefox it works on Oprah or opera whenever it's called and safari whatever one you use and it starts saving you money on promo codes coupon codes free shipping and everything else just to save you money when shopping online i like to tell people i love shopping online shopping online is the best thing i don't like going to stores you know they never have anything you want but shopping online always has something you want and with honey you can actually get the best deal for your money when shopping online. It can even tell you if you are getting the best deal. I'm working on going on a trip to South Carolina and looking at plane tickets. It'll always say, hey, guess what? You're getting the best deal possible on this flight. No need to worry. And it's all thanks to Honey. Honey just goes ahead and just tells me, hey, guess what? This is the best you're going to get. So you need to take it. Take it for what it is. And... I absolutely love Honey. I've been using Honey since before they become a sponsor of this podcast, and I absolutely love it. I save money for, and I don't have to pay anything in return for using Honey. So if you want to support the show and not pay literally a single cent, use the link in the description of this episode, add it to your browser, and just start saving money when you're buying online. It's just as simple as that. And so use Honey, use Skillshare, become a better person, be awesome. That's pretty much all you need to do to get schwoke. And so we're going to go on today's episode with Matt of Fawn's Head. And in the words of our friend Garth, if this is truly a conversation... Then I say let the conversation begin. Yeah, I use I learned Pro Tools in school. I got I learned audio. Yeah, and uh, the reason I don't use it anymore, I still know how to do it. And so, like, it was funny because when I interned here, I started I interned at Blackbird. Yeah, and so like all the interns like did not know how to use Pro Tools. I'm like, that's the only thing I can help you guys with. So <laughs> it's good, but it's my big thing. It's a RAM hog. That's a big thing for me for some reason. Yeah, yeah, it just like hogs so much RAM. Well, yeah, for sure, man. And, and it's you know I remember it. it it's not very reliable, as in, like, 
It could crash in the middle of a session oh. for shit that you don't understand. And, and it's, I don't know, it's weird. But it is, it is a, it's an awesome recording program. And it's just like, it's the best out there. Oh, obviously. yeah. Editing wise, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Editing, mixing, and, but it's, I just don't like the way it's built. I don't know why. It's just, yeah. It took me a minute to get around. Like, I, I, I'm not really an engineer, but I, I went, you know, I'm a producer and I started really young with the first versions yeah. of Ableton. And oh then, yeah. Yeah. And then like I had to teach myself when I, when I built and started working at a studio, uh, how to work with pro tools and work with like, you know, 48 channel desk and shit. Oh yeah. So yeah. So it was like, it was a mess and I just thought I, you know, it was hard to get Yeah. Around. You just, yeah. Give up. But, um, yeah. Uh, Ableton's like kicking it up like a lot lately. Yeah. I remember when I was like a freshman in school, they were, they were like, uh, Ableton is like, I would never, I would never use Ableton. It sounds no, stupid. Like, like you had yeah. professors saying that. And then when I was a senior, like half of our school had put, uh, Ableton push. Yeah. And like we're using that. I'm like, Whoa, this is a big switch. Everyone's like, I mean, it was big cause it was, a, it's like, it was a DJ platform first and it's just, yeah. and then they were, they were the first ones to do really like to have like a big ass sample bank. Oh that yeah, pre like their like uh, base sample bank is amazing. Yeah. So you know, like early two thousands when you had, I know that from like being in Europe, it was like all the all the like all the Sven Vate and the Stevie keys and all these guys were oh, tapping yeah. into like all those brace brass sections. And <laughs> yeah, Europe like, is like ten, like I want to say like ten years ahead of all like EDM electronic stuff yeah. produced in America. Yeah, it's like they're so far ahead, like the European electronic music scene. Yeah, so that was like kind of where it came from, and it was so everyone was using that thing, and you know, we're warping tracks and stuff to mix like live. It was mm -hmm. it was obviously an easy, like a friendly user, a user friendly platform, and also like if you're if your knowledge of actually working and tracking in a studio is is you know limit like i don't want to say limited yeah. some of these guys really know what they're doing but you know not you're, you're not a full-blown sound engineer so. yeah but uh yeah um yeah like ableton's very good like the desk like you produce the song and you send the tracks out to someone in pro yeah. tools and then exactly that's what like yeah a lot of it is um what programs like i was i never take anyone who uses fruity loop seriously i guess they go by <laughs> fl studios now but like when i remember <laughs> it it was fruity loops you know that's bad that's, yeah, it's the interface is so bad and yeah. you just know you're just like yo check out my sound because i'm like oh cool what software do you use and you're like uh free loops <laughs> fl studio i'm like oh god I was like, I'm, not, you, I'm not taking this seriously what are you like a self-taught dj at 1999 yeah it's like <laughs> I, I don't take anyone's music seriously which is not like something you should do just be like oh no fl studios is not real well yeah it's not real it's music, man. It's not yeah. serious. And it's like, what, $200 for it? I'm like, it's not worth $200. No. <laughs> like, you you see something, I'm like, this is not worth $200. I, I have to be honest, man. I haven't even seen what it looks like in over a decade, probably. Oh, uh, you don't need to. It's, <laughs> it's probably this. I think it's the same still. Yeah. I like the, the beat mapping thing. If you want to, like, create your own beat, you're like, okay, kick here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I feel like you shouldn't do because it just doesn't sound like a human making no, I, music. No. I, did, I mean, there, you know, that's, that's, I remember the first time I tried to program some drums on one of these things and it sounded like a, it sounded like a machine gun. 
It's like no quantizing yeah. or like uh, Yeah, it's uh, just like yeah, that sounds like shit, man. And I'm like, right. human factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you have so to you're like manually. It's like, better if you play everything in. In my yeah. opinion, even if it's not good, like. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude! Like I, if I had to, you know, I'd rather learn the drums than having yeah. to program a drum track. I mean, I could do, you know, I could do both, but I just hate programming shit, and also. I, you know, I'm an old school dude. I I just don't believe in it, man. It's just, I just believe like, you know, you see you guys like uh, some guy, the guys that are out there like Nate Smith or, or, you know, uh, what's, what's this guy, what's this guy's name who did all the the Thriller records and all, you know. Oh, uh, Quincy Jones? Yeah. Not the producer. I'm thinking about the drummer. Um, Oh. uh, It's. Ah oh, man, I'm so bad. Hey with Siri, names. who was the drummer on the Thriller album? I don't know who plays drums in Thriller album. Well, there we go. No one knows. <laughs> there we go. No, but like they 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 dated a lot of. Uh, they tried to you know they did a lot of comparisons and see just like brought this guy like they 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 brought these guys in in studios and recorded what they were doing and then try to quantize it and compare the tracks mm-hmm. and it's like you're really. There's a reason why, like, these guys are so in such high demand, like, to yeah. do what they're doing. Jonathan Moffat. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah, there's a, there's something, it's so full of funny because, like, you know, like, the younger people who produce, what they do is, like, they'll get really mad when the drums don't perfectly align to the click. Yeah. Where it's like, it has to be played with the click, but it doesn't have to align with the click, which kind of sounds dumb, but, yeah, it makes sense. I mean... I remember like watching uh, some or listening to some podcast with Josh Homme and he's like, oh, you know, we did the whole uh, the villains record. No click. And I'm like, what? I mean, you know, it's John Theodore on the drums, So probably oh. you can, exp- you know, you can. But I, that blew my mind. And it was just like that record is tight as fuck. Yeah. And. I just says it says something about being a band, and I, like I had a funny story of like I, I had a friend who lives in New York, and um, he's got a studio up in Connecticut, and he's he's a sound guy, and I don't know he'd been hanging around these cats for a long time, and it was just like the story of a friend of his who was a sound engineer at some studio in New York, and there was a like some junkie in the '80s that always come around like looking for money. And he had a he had a tape like an actual tape, and he said and he was trying to sell it and um, and they they always used to kick him out and eventually it was like oh this guy's just like fucking pissing us off so they gave him twenty bucks he gave him <laughs> the tape and uh, then the tape was was a I think it, like most tape is four, two inch I can't remember and like this tape is actually was wider than the regular oh wow so no one had a tape machine to listen to that tape. <laughs> And then they had to find someone like they're just like, all right, fuck it. Like this will this will <laughs> never be anything. And then one day they were like, what's that? Let's try and fucking listen to it. So they, they reached out to some dude that had a tape machine that could actually play that tape. And they drove all the way out to some fucks like some studio out in Connecticut, <laughs> Connecticut. And it turned out that it was the tracks for from Wild Horses. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were like that. That can't be, man, because 
we we had, like you'd seen pictures of the Rolling Stones leaving the Abbey Road studios with the tapes of Wild Horses, so no mm-hmm. one really believed it. So they reached out to their management, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like, Keith exchanged those for some smack, you know, at some party, and they were like the originals were lost, you know, like." And well, long story short, he said that when they listened to the tapes separately, he said like the band was trash. Like the one guy can't sing. The dude's timing is terrible but then it's like if you when you bring them all together it's fucking fantastic it mm-hmm. is what it is and i think like that's what's you know you i don't want to you know i don't want to fucking set myself on fire or anything but when you like what is what misses like the substance that is missing of all like this mainstream pop right now is that like all those tracks are plastic yeah. really like nothing. When was the last time something's actually been played? You know, it's not true. Like there's some dudes out there. Like I'm a fucking diehard Anderson Pack fan. Like that oh, guy's yeah. like the new fucking James Brown to me, and his shit's like unbelievable. But like all the other stuff, it's like I watch the Grammys. I'm like, how much fucking actual work went into this? Is like, mm-hmm. there's like if you're not even really putting any thought into producing the music, like. At least try to put content in like the yeah. lyrics and the shit. It's There's just like, like I like hate I I'm a big fan of pop music, but I there's some like radio pop stuff yeah. like that's specifically made for the radio. I'm like, this is not good. No. <laughs> uh, like I, I can't I think Megan Trainer is trash. Like just <laughs> flat out trash. Like there's nothing good about her. Like she's not even that talented. Like it's kind of one thing, you know, like Anyone can really sing well, you know? Yeah. But it takes, like, a lot of other marketing strategies. Like, I'll take Dua Lipa. Um, yeah. She, she has a lot of talent singing. She's a very good singer. But I don't think she'd get anywhere if she wasn't really good looking. Probably. Like, I love her song, I Don't Give a Fuck, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, dude, I mean, a lot of that stuff, like, I, I, I was really, like, saddened to see that Cardi B made history by being the first female artist ever to get the best rap award, best rap album award, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's offensive, really, because basically she got it for fucking being naked on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this shit is no content. And it's, you know, like, there's so much shit that's fucking fantastic and, it can, mm-hmm. you know, that deserved. That kind of critical recognition that's like out there. Like a Miss Cyanide, like we just watched? Yeah, like that <laughs> shit, obviously. I didn't know, like, before we get into so, Miss Cyanide, because apparently we're going to talk about that today, <laughs> um, which I didn't plan on. Uh, I don't know a lot of female rappers, and I don't think that's like a sexist thing of me. I just don't know a lot of female rappers. Yeah. Um, There's Riley Reed, you know? I dude, I mean, you got me there. And oh, this is, uh, she's like a porn star who started rap. She like oh produces rapping track, and it's not good. And she like drops. She's white, and she drops the n word. I'm like, I don't know if you can technically say that because, <laughs> but again, I think you could get away with it because I you probably had you've had sex with five black dudes at once. So it's kind of like you probably like no one just like it's kind of one of those like can she say that? I. I in America, we debate, like, white people debate, are you allowed to say the N-word? <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I I think, you know, to each his own, I uh, definitely, I would not say that. 
I just, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> Me, it's not. It's like um, Kanye West and Little Pump. Um, I love it. And like, he's, so that's the end where I'm like, is he allowed to? That's, it's just, this is America, so. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of controversy around Kanye yeah, West. I just, <laughs> it's just what it is. Yeah. That dude's a fucking psycho, man. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Little Pump is, he's so weird. It's like. I guess if his music plays and like it's like a party or something like that, it's so, okay, this is I, fun. I, but if like if I'm gonna like be critical about it, I'm like, no, nah, it's not good. I think the best thing Kanye West ever did with his career was be on a South Park episode. Oh <laughs> I don't think that was actually him though. No, but that was like really what a great caricature. And you know what was fantastic is that they were making a point of him being offended by all the shit that's being said about him, and he went and did exactly that. That was his response. <laughs> I know. He's so, he's so, oh God, he's so funny though. Uh, the whole Trump and him controversy, oh, yeah. which is like, I don't really care what Trump's political views are. I'm like, uh, what he said about like the 13th, 13th, 14th amendment was, uh, he had some good points, but a lot of it was stupid. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not looking to Kanye West for like my political views or anything. And anyone who is, is kind of stupid. So I'm like, Kanye can believe whatever he wants. He's still making pretty good music at this point. So I'm not too offended, but I just love anytime he posts anything on the internet. Now I just like, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. It's definitely <laughs> like the least you can say about this guy is that he's an entertainer. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's very entertaining. Yeah. Do you like Kanye at all? I, yeah, you know, I go back and forth, but it's true. Like I, I, I want it. Look, Let's put it this way. I want to hate that motherfucker so bad. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then I'm like, fuck, man, this shit rocks. Like, yeah, you, don't, some, you, you hate Kanye and then you're just like, man, this music yeah, is good, though. This And there's a guy that you have to give credit. I think his his like her, his beats are better than his actual like. Oh, yeah. Flow. I mean, he's a f- yeah. phenomenal producer. Yeah. And that, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. As like as much as it hurts me to say this, like I want to hurt like I want to hate that guy so bad, but. Some of his shit rocks, man. It's just what it is. You know? He posted this one thing with like a whole live group. I think I have it on my. F- nah, no, I didn't. But anyways, yeah, I just posted on. I, I commented on it like, thanks, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. It's like he had this whole choir in the background. He like chopped up some soul beat and like boom, like as like a hit. Yeah. And then like I had a, like a drummer playing like these tin can type things. It sounded dope. It's and that's c- why. Yeah. I mean, and it's like I didn't realize black people still like hung around him after yeah. like all, all yeah. the things like he said. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, man. He's, he's definitely out there. His, like his views are, are pretty unbelievable. I mean, I get offended and I'm a, I'm a fucking, you know, yeah. I'm a white Jewish kid from New York. So hey, you're I'm, Jewish too. <laughs> so, I'm half yeah. Jewish on my mom, dad's side. Yeah. Same so, here. Bro. So we're so, good. You know. I think you're the first Jew we've had on the show. Finally, I have something to complain about. <laughs> All right. So gas prices, right? <laughs> prices all together. Prices just all Yo, together. Housing, motherfucker. I thought this place was Tennessee, man. Well, like, the weather is just getting con- out of control. Oh, my God. I, dude, I, I'm <laughs> cursed. This shit follows me after living in the north of Europe for six years. Like, mm-hmm. And is fucking basically in the dark nine months out of the year. I come down here to have a fucking record-breaking rain. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, where in uh, Europe are you from? So... I'm actually from New York, but um, my mother is Swiss. So I okay. was, you know, I was born, raised in New York, but I went to school in Europe for okay. a long time. Yeah, so I, I lived in Berlin for the past six years. Okay, so which was kind of a trip. A little bit. Uh, 
I mean, you know, I don't remember much from uh, New York of the 80s, but uh, definitely uh, <laughs> looked a lot like, this. you know, a lot of the stories I heard from <laughs> Studio 64. <laughs> um, you know, with less mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix and mm-hmm. Eddie Barkley or so whoever the fuck. Is it Voodoo Girl? What's uh, Hendrix Studio in New York? Yeah. Voodoo Lady? I should know this. I, I, I also should know this. But... <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to cut myself some slack. I'm just, I'm really bad at names. And which mm-hmm. is kind of a shitty thing to have because it makes you look very douchey. Yeah. <laughs> and you are, at least, <laughs> there's like, you know, like there's certain people, they're just like, you, they act like they've never met you before. Yeah. But like you, you clearly have met before. Oh yeah. So like, I'm just, I'm trying to work on an effort of like calling people out when they do that. It's like, <laughs> it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Could you like, that's one thing. And just like a hard, names are hard. You like, you meet thousands of people every day. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, uh, my name is Matt Norman and I have a guy on Facebook who's been collecting all the Matt Normans. <laughs> and I think he's right. Only in this country he's up to like 15,000. It's this one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to stop thinking you're special. There's, there's not a lot of Sam Schweglers in the no, in the world. Definitely. Uh, so it's pretty Electric Lady Studio. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, so. from Electric Lady Land, obviously. Yeah. It's, uh, I've heard good things about it. I've heard bands still going there. Bands still. I don't over. think Jimi Hendrix is still running it, though. No, I, I don't think he is. I think he's on a, you know, he's on, on sabbatical. He's on sabbatical. <laughs> it's, like, it's so funny here because, like, there's. A lot of studios here have like a bigger name attached to it, yeah. like Star Trek's Reba McIntyre, uh, Blackbird's uh, John and Martina McBride, and so uh, and so then you forget, and then like they actually walk into the studio. I'm like, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's kind of the vibe is weird down here. Yeah, like, I I I can't really pinpoint it, and it's. Like we we go and practice sometimes at uh, this place, uh, Ridden Hour Studios. It's out in Murfreesboro, and, and okay. it's like the guy who who owns it is like you know it comes in some 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 dude you know I'm just like hey man how's it going oh yeah he's like oh yeah hey, what what's your deal oh you know I wrote the Grease soundtrack so I'm just <laughs> like oh. Really? I was, just, I was hoping he'd come in. Yeah, I'm Freddie Mercury. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I never really died. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, it was an odd thing because it's like, someone wrote the Grease soundtrack. It's true. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> do, I was like, do I have the Grease soundtrack? Like, yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> it was, it's, it's also kind of mind-blowing now for like when you're a performing artist nowadays really? to be like, some dude wrote one soundtrack and never had to go to work ever again. Oh, wow, yeah. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> I know, yeah, you just like you write one thing and then you're like, okay, so uh, this is life now. Yeah. It's like it was all uphill until this one moment, then it was like just very steep downhill. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, when you when you really put it under a microscope, like – the, the the music industry only made money for a really short period of time, like really from like yeah. the 50s to like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, all the old, you know, think about like Bach and Mozart and all these people were just like, it was patrons really financing their yeah. careers. It's like they, they never made a cent. And then it's like, if that had been the Rolling Stones, like all the people who invented the blues you know like fucking john Lee Hooker, muddy, Wa- muddy waters you know junior kimbrough take your pick yeah when they were never they were 
kept working constructions and, mm-hmm. you know, drink Jack Daniels and play fucking dive bars on the weekend just because that was the shit that they did. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they really liked it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You, <coughs> so now we're like, yeah, there's no money. It was like, there, <coughs> there was never really ever any money. There was just like one second where, like, they threw fucking buckets of money at you. Oh, and yeah. That, yeah, and that was pretty much it. Like, and now, can you even really call it music? It's like you look at all the mainstream mm-hmm. shit is really like, it's like an, it, it's really entertainment. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, I guess that's the key to money. Yeah. Making money in the entries, the live shows. So I think we underestimate the power of merchandise, like Word. merch. I think we really do underpower that. Like, if you really want people to buy your album and or they want a physical copy, I'm yeah. like, don't do a CD. Like, no one likes CDs anymore. No. Like, you got to realize it's like supply and demand. Like, oh, people don't like CDs anymore. They like vinyl. Like, yeah. do a vinyl release yeah. of the album. It's stuff like that. Like, it's just like always an adapting thing and you just got to move with it. And it's like streaming is kind of like if you're a person who makes singles, then I guess you're stuck with DistroKid. And, yeah. But uh, I guess if you like, if you want to make albums, like, you have a lot more opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's cool. Like, you know, just because like a vinyl is a, it, it's a nice it's a nice thing to yeah. own. And it, if you're like from like a, a real music fan's perspective, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a cool thing to own and it's a nice thing to have. And it's got like this dope ass character. It's got its own mastering too. So if you're yeah. like a geek, like a a, a gear slut, you know, <laughs> gear slut, <laughs> you, you, it, it's it's a trippy thing. But I feel you, man. It, you know, CDs just, I mean, why would you even have a CD anymore? Yeah. It's just like, it sucks. It was like, that was the support to listen to music at some point. And it's but funny it's, enough, like, there's, it's still the best way to listen to music. Yeah. Quality <laughs> it's like, like, still yeah. the funniest thing. Yeah. Quality-wise, it's never been beaten. That's for sure. I mean, I, at some point, I'm guessing in the next five years, streaming is going to be high quality. Yeah. Like, going to be like that audio file. Yeah. Absolutely. There's one episode of The Simpsons. It's like, and there's so many, I, I cannot like recall the episode. It Homer was like, ah, vinyl records. This is how music should sound like. Puts it on there and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like scratching and popping. And yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm like, this is horrible. I mean, dude, you, you know how many times I, I saw people run a, like, run about, you know, run like a master mix through a through a tape machine just to get some white noise on it. Oh my it's God. just like, you know, it's just I mean, I do that with plugins, but I'm still the <laughs> tape is I just find like actually using tape nowadays, unless you're like a really good band, it's like uh, it's too expensive. It's just too expensive and not worth it. Well yeah. And that's also like you know it's also a good point when it comes to quality because you know, you can't cheat if you're you're working with tape. That's why oh, people yeah. were like, why were all those bands so much better? I was like, dude, you had to be better. Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't fix anything. Like you're really capturing a performance. So that's the big difference. And now there's a lot of equipment that you know you can resort to to enhance whatever the fuck you're doing. But that's like I really believe in in kinda, you know, trying to reproduce that setup because uh-huh. It's there's still something to be said about like capturing it's let's try to put it this way. Like I try to advocate for, you know, artistic content in music and like make it art. So I think it 
you know, treat it as such. So try to capture something and, you know, listeners will definitely feel that. Yeah, definitely. I was, yeah, I try to be somewhere in the middle where it's like, if you're going to use pitch correction, use it as the same way you'd use EQ or compression, not in a simulated performance. Yeah. Because with me, I work a lot of pop rock music. Yeah. And it's so like, if it's not like pitch corrected, you know, it's kind of, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. But like, at the same time, you want a real performance. Yeah. There's a difference because a lot of people are like, oh, autotune ruins the performance. I'm like, no, the performer not performing well ruins the performance. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, there's a lot to be said about that because also, like, <laughs> now you're just so used to hearing. Yeah. And you're, so, like, you're, you're, you're used to hearing it that way. So, like, unconsciously, if you don't, if you don't, you know, pitch correct something. People would be like, "Oh, it's, it's it sounds out of tune." It's like, no, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's it's what like you it's want. Fucking perfectly in tune. It's just it doesn't have really that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no more of this like uh, it's like reaching for something. You know, yeah. it's just like it goes straight to. <laughs> that's <laughs> like the perfect sound. <laughs> <laughs> Ever like yeah, like I have Melodyne, and so like when you do like yeah. the when it. Like, <laughs> Like that's what a human yeah. sounds like. And then pretty much, pretty much. No, oh man, you gotta hate that shit too. Like I, you know, I used Melodyne not for myself because I think like for rock and roll, like who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's, it's about screaming. You know, it's about like it's to me, it's the genre. Yeah, it's like the genre. Like pop music needs to have it, but still, need, you can't fake a performance. Yeah, rock music and like metal music, you can probably get away with not probably. using it. If yeah, I feel like if it's too. Metal music, you can, like, it really tell if it's yeah. really bad. And the singer doesn't have to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and hopefully you have a good singer. Yeah. So you don't need to deal. And all I just – and talk about a, a not user-friendly program. Yeah. That one is fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> Melodyne people, if you're listening, like, get it together, man. <laughs> have you ever tried uh, any other pitch correction software? I mean – not really, because that one's just like the the higher performing yeah, one. Yeah, I've used I've used auto actual auto tune yeah. Taurus. I've used Waves Tune and I've used Melodyne. Melodyne's the best. Yeah, I've used. I mean, dude, I've used Auto Tune, obviously, but I'm just like, it's an effect. I mean, <laughs> I don't feel that it's correcting really anything. It's just doing that thing that everyone that robot that cheap robot thing uh-huh. that everyone's used to hearing in any type of pop music nowadays. Yeah, sometimes that's an effect. It can be really cool. Yeah, it's true. Use the right way because it's yeah. like kitsch, but it's still like it's yeah. got something. I'm working on my own album right now, and uh, one thing I'm like trying to do is like the way you hear my vocals is like the intent of what I'm trying to say. So there'll be tracks where I just like cut the reverb off. It's just super dry and me singing, and then there's auto-tune and distortion on my voice, like yeah. singing, and you can make like a musical voice. And that's like supposed to represent like how technology or like how we communicate now is like there's like a see certain walls. You don't really hear someone the right way. Yeah. I did this one song. It's like this kind of ballady type song. And like I did like a one take really good sounding. Then I put auto-tune on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> that sounds so bad. And yeah. uh, it'll come out in September. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it's so it's like this idea of like, oh, I'm trying to say something really beautiful to you. But at the same time, it's I'm cutting it off. With auto-tune, you're not really m- taking it seriously. Uh, it, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's pretty – first of all, I like the idea of like using the technology and, yeah. you know, like using all this – 
the stuff that you mm -hmm. have at your disposal in a you know with a creative mindset rather than just trying to make sh you know something shitty perfect yeah like I, all the flaws and imperfections are the thing that makes it interesting and then like you know from from like a, a message point of view it's it's you know there's so much noise in anything that you do now that like yeah. people hardly pay attention to like whatever the fuck you have to say anymore yeah which is it's sad, really. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how many people I see, like, on a, out on dates and they're just, like, mm -hmm. fucking looking at their phones? And I'm like, yeah. you realize that you're going to be in a fucking wooden box in 10 seconds? Like, you got, and there's, mm -hmm. you know, really, there's nothing after this. Whatever. And I don't, like, have a thing with social, like, a problem with social media and stuff like that. I mean, I use it sparingly. I don't put my whole life on it. But at, at the same yeah. time, it's like, I don't have any problem with it. I think it's just more of how we build relationships with people yeah. and not just like sitting on our phones like all the time. Cause I can like, if I'm sitting and talking like right now, yeah. I'm taking out my phone when I'm like looking up, um, like Billy, not Billy Joel, um, <laughs> Michael Jackson's drummer and yeah. stuff like that. But like, we're sitting here having a conversation. I may be looking at my computer to make sure it's still recording, <laughs> but like we're able to sit here and have a conversation right now. So that part's like, okay. But like when people are just like, Oh, I just need to take like three years off of Facebook. I'm like, well, like, when I'm going to be, when you leave and I'm going to be home alone, I'm probably going to sit on Facebook and Reddit and yeah, I mean, Instagram. Dude, I somehow, I, I feel you. I, it's, it's a strange thing because it's like very, uh, it's such a turn on to be able to access all the, all that information like, mm -hmm. so easily to some extent. It also like, it really like, it puts everything into perspective. Like, Oh, do, do like all the way to like, do people actually even need to go to school anymore? Like, you yeah. know, everything is there. Like, but I don't know me personally, I never really just like, there's no appeal to me. I'm very indifferent to, yeah. to all that stuff. Obviously, you know, I'm in a touring rock band. So yeah. to some extent, but like I, we just got a social media manager now because just like we, it's just like we're we just yeah, that sounds we, nice. What do we do? It's it's we're it's so poorly. It's just yeah, <laughs> we we suck at it, man. Like it's mm -hmm. and it, there's something really narcissistic about it that I just don't have. Like I think yeah, I, you know, I don't think I look good on. I don't want to see myself, you know, mm -hmm. outside of like the t four minutes I brush my teeth in the morning <laughs> and trying to look, you know. You know, try to look all right. I guess. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's like a it's a heads and tails type thing. It's probably. <clears throat> it's just there's a right way to use it and there's a wrong way to use it. Well, I feel like it's just kind of in relationships. That's where my like clickiness is getting to. Because think about it. Say like just ten years ago. Actually, now two thousand nine was ten years ago. Say fifteen years ago. Yeah. If you were gonna go on a date with a woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or man, school. it's yeah. cool. Yeah. You can, it's, it's, uh, you <laughs> can, <right>. we can <laughs> anyways, uh, it's like if you say, no hey, <laughs> let's like, let's go out. Hey, let's go out and do this thing. Do you want to just meet there? Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so, like, you, you can't cancel at the last minute. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't just well, wait yeah, for no, the next best thing. Now we're so worried about getting the next best thing. Yeah. It's ruining us. That's a good point, bro. I mean, I mean you know, I I've never been on Tinder, man. I, I met my girl before, you know, that shit was really picking up. So yeah. I, I have no clue. Uh I actually think I was on it for a week pre oh. pre relationship and it was like I had one like it was really like one 
I just got an ad for a prostitution thing. So I was like, probably there's something wrong with my profile. I get so, I get those profiles too, but I get those, but that's Pornhub. It was literally, <laughs> literally the only request I had. So I was like, that is weird. I mean, oh, yeah, I, get a, they yeah. had a lot of spam bots. I don't use online dating. I'm weird like that. I think I have an account, but I, dude, I honestly don't think that's weird. Like I and, and like like it's exactly what you said. Like you. I just like I see people swiping while they're on the date. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so it's just like how do you think? And then everyone's like, oh, you know, there's no one out there. I mean, geez, you know, she's out there. She's just not paying attention. And it's just like if you're not willing to put in the work, it's like anything else. And you guys, you're just like, oh, why would I, you know, put myself through this and try to build anything when I was just like, probably there's something better in the next, you yeah, know, swipe. Yeah, it's like you're waiting for the next best thing. You're missing actually on the yeah. best thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. During that time, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not, you can get back anything, you know, even your health. Like, you can't get back time, bro. And that shit. Now, in, as someone in a relationship, you're married, I'm, I, I'm assuming, yeah. um, to someone, a man no, or a woman. I don't that shit just for <laughs> <laughs> Just a man or a woman or both. This, yeah, I was, I'm married to a woman. I'm old school like that. Oh, yeah, I'm, dude. I'm not one of these. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh. I'm you don't just switch like, genders on the norm. No, I do. I just really, I could care less, man. Whatever floats your boat, dude. And you know, <clears throat> if you're in a loving relationship, it works for you. Yeah, I don't. You know, it, that's awesome. It's mm. it's hard enough to figure it out, it, and I don't think that you know. I don't. It doesn't. There's no. I yeah. don't even see it, man. I have friends from all different like sexual orientations. Mm-hmm. Now, so as someone who is, <laughs> yeah. let me get back to my question. I forgot yeah. that I remembered it again. <laughs> so, um, someone in a serious relationship, married. Um, do you believe in like soulmates or the one, you know, type of thing? Um, dude, that's a good question. I mean, so the answer to I, your partner, they. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, when when I met my my wife, it was it was. I mean, it made sense very yeah. quickly. I had two other serious relationships before, and both of them I knew, like, right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this is – and they lasted a long time, and there was some serious love, you know. But I was, it was, we were too different. I don't know if yeah. this is like – I get it. You know, we're like – with my wife, it was it was pretty clear. Like, we, we had the same expectations of the shit we wanted out of mm-hmm. life. And, like, it was just it, – it, we clicked, you know. We clicked, okay. But that said – it's a shit ton of work. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just like for me, it's it's I I can't just be out there. Like, yeah. I I'm fucking bad at being out there. Not that I'm just like I'm siding with being married because it's it's less of a hassle. No. There's one thing I learned from fucking marriage is that I'll never do it again. <laughs> but you know, um like it works. Like I I I excel yeah. by being with my wife and like, I hope vice versa. And mm-hmm. it's just like something that works for me. You know, it, like it doesn't necessarily have to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's no, there's no rule, dude. I have, I have some friends that are, you know, older and single and they're very happy and they have like fulfilling careers and they don't That's feel the need. That's what they say. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm joking. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I just feel like all this running around, what do you do this shit for if it's, to, mm-hmm. Like we're all trying to not die alone is kind of my feeling. Yeah, and so 
This is like all of that noise that we were talking about before is getting in the way of that. Try to never lose that perspective, mm-hmm. you know, because someday now it's cool. You know, you're young, you're handsome, you're, you know, in your 20s or in your 30s and, you, you know, you, you're doing all this shit and it's it's entertaining. Yeah. But eventually when your fucking back is broke and you got gout in your fingers and then, you know, you're in a, you know, no one like and you're alone. Eventually you're in a hospital bed. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. If no one gives a fuck, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. So I like it. Um, and I always wonder about people who cheat on women. I'm just like, or like get someone to, to like to want to cheat. I'm yeah. like, I can barely get like one girl to like me all the time. It's like, I, how how am I supposed to get two at the same time? I dude. <laughs> When when we uh, when when I was in Berlin, like in the studio, we had a, a crazy landlord, and he said something one time. I mean, he was like really, he, he was really crazy, like a solid coke head, and he was just like totally unreliable. And uh, he said something one time. He said, "I know this. You when you have one woman, you have one problem. When you have two women, you have two problems." I mean, <laughs> I know. That's some solid uh, advice from a cokehead. Like that's just <laughs> again nothing against women or it's just like relationships in general. <clears throat> like you make a choice, bro. Like he was probably older yeah. than he was older. He was <laughs> you older. Can tell that. Yeah, he was definitely from a he 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 was definitely old school. But um, I mean, you know, he was from fucking East Germany, which is pretty much the USSR. So oh okay yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I like. Again, man, you you got to commit to something. It's like, it's the grind, bro. If you want to be successful at anything, you got to put the amount of work. You got to hustle. Yeah. And it's the same. It's really the same thing for, could be said for careers, for, you know, relationships, fitness. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean. I- and anything, man. I, at least that's how I feel, you know. I don't know. I And also... How can you feel good about yourself? Yeah, that's it's that's also a factor. It's a pretty shitty thing to do, man. Mm-hmm. It's just like I mean, dude, I mean, I I can't. I don't want to sit here all high and mighty when I was younger and you I mean, know, yeah. I made We've some all mistakes, done some things <laughs> when I was in my early twenties and partying and you know some stupid shit you're not proud of. But like, I would never cheat on my girl. I was just like, yeah. It's not who I am, and I think it's not who really anybody is. Like mm-hmm. I, it's just like people who lead a double life. Just like that's yeah, there's something be, that's it, it's got to be. But though, so, I did hear a, st- a, a. I'm from Kansas, so yeah. statistic. So I can't say that word. Uh, <laughs> uh, that um, like one in twenty five people are like sociopaths. <laughs> like seriously though, like it's not like the like I'm a murderers or anything. It's like can't show empathy, like that they don't like form relationships correctly and stuff like that. The only thing about themselves, like getting better for themselves, you know, that's why you like go to modern workplace. And I'm like, man, my boss is a dick. Yeah. It's, it's like people like that. Yeah, it's cause they're probably a sociopath. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who works in like some horrible shit, like commodity trading or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has this crazy ass boss who got on the narwhal, World Protection Committee. So he went through like fucking spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to get on the board of this company that protects Narwhal to be one of the only 
15 people in the world that could own a narwhal horn or whatever that. Whoa. <laughs> like, That's just a weird. Think about like how <laughs> fucked up and the amount of money and work that you could put. So that is a total sociopath. Like, yeah, that's I'm like. like that motherfucker should fall and impale himself on that fucking <laughs> thing and die. Like he's a, from a Darwinistic perspective, he's like useless to human 2.0. I mean, <laughs> if he could own it, but like if the narwhal was already dead, lived a full happy life, had lots of grandchildren, maybe and it passed away of its natural causes. Maybe yeah. it's acceptable, but probably not in this situation that you just No, that up. is like it's probably someone actually killed it yeah. and they caught the guys and the narwhal's already dead. I'm keeping this. <laughs> Dude, it's so like, that tripod there, I'll admit it, it's been two years. Uh, when I interned at Blackbird, um, they had this film crew there, and they left it there. Like It was like a month and a half later, still there, and I'm like, I'm keeping this. <laughs> yeah. I just took it. I'm like, I didn't even ask any of the staff or anything. I just took it. <laughs> it's mine now. What are they going to do? Hey, man, <laughs> good tripods go, you know. You, you yeah, know that was like a $60 it. one, too. So I was like, very happy. <laughs> Don't even do any filming. Yeah, man. <laughs> These places fuck you over so hard as an intern anyways. Just yeah, like, I'm like anything I'm, you could take from I'm these like, motherfuckers, right? Take, I took a lot of yeah. That's just like, just what it is, man. Just like they had good coffee beans, I'd like steal that and <laughs> <laughs> like I'd bring like bags and stuff like that. I'm like picking this with me. Yeah. Um so, man, that's like the relationship, you know, employer employee. Everyone like everyone's trying to like, like they're a, trying to fuck you over as much as they mm -hmm. can. So might as well steal all their shit. Is the way I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I saw I saw a couple. Yeah, I saw a couple things, but nothing like nah. that. They're gonna like press charges no, for no, no, no. U forty seven Neumanns. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be something they'd be like, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, we we need that shit back, man, or we're sending the cops. <laughs> I saw some blank CDs from. <laughs> That's a sad thing to say. Yeah, but um. Anyways, uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna listen to some of your music. And when we get back, we're going to talk about your music. Oh, so stay shit. tuned, everyone. Don't touch that dial. Good night. 
are back, back at it again, uh, ready to, you know, if this is truly a conversation, let's let the conversation begin. <laughs> so let's just get right deep into it. I'll start you off with a softball, uh, kind of porny into. <laughs> uh, I really, I somehow. I, I don't look at porn. Somehow the okay, first that's shit a that good... comes to my head is girl on girl, but I think that's kind of boring, honestly. Yeah, it kind of is. I like the stories. I honestly just watch porn for the stories. So I'm going to be honest with you. We just, no. we met today, so let's be honest. Yeah, let's go with homemade. I like the authentic, you know. I, I like, like I like the girl to really enjoy it. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you, that's why the homemade shit, right? It's like, she's the talent. I'm the one doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the camera. I know. I don't know. You tried that VR shit yet? I, <laughs> yeah, I bought a VR headset for that one reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't use it anymore. I was like, it was fun the one time. But I, but uh, anyways, we we don't have to talk about porn. We talk about porn too much on this show. Talk about we talk like, about porn way too much. Really? Like, so, way I, too much. My knowledge of porn is really uh, too little. Um, I don't know. Uh, mine's like a lot, but a little at the same time. Uh, it's like I, I'm kind of, I'm curious about the industry because now it's getting so grassroots. So I don't know if that's making the industry better or worse. It, like a lot of it's like girls and their boyfriends. I mean, it looks very <clears throat> like organic. You know, if you could really use that word for no pun intended. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> like, like I mean, we need to probably be quick on this subject. But anyways, when like <laughs> the industry can be really bad when like girls have to do really bad things. But like when women are more in charge of the industry, since women are the primary stars yeah, of that absolutely. entertainment industry, it works. But nuts. actually, <laughs> like uh, in Berlin, there's a lot of independent porn, and there's one. I know that there's one company because they used to shoot in the same building that we had our studio, well, where the crazy landlord lived. That. And uh, and they like it's it's shot primarily by women, and I I mean I never looked it up, but I I assume it's much better. <laughs> yeah, I that that sounds. I just feel I'm like, thinking. I'm picking your brain. I was like, we're not going to talk about porn this episode. No, yeah. I was like, before you came in, like, I'm not going to talk about porn once. And then all I of a sudden, like, yeah, my yeah. neighbors they they used to film porn. Like, okay, because yeah, U.S. is so weird. Because I think we have a lot of like porn laws, and I think it's not like federal government. It's state by state. Yeah. So like, it used to be in California. Bit a lot of it. I think a lot of it still is. But I think California has a law like you have to wear a condom now. And apparently people don't want to look at that porn. So Vegas is pretty big. <laughs> and Miami, Florida is pretty big now. Yeah. So um, that's where, like, the big industries are. And so, like, I don't think here, like, oh, my neighbors are making a sex tape. Or, <laughs> like, and, but, like, I guess in other yeah, countries so you could think that. That was what was really funny is that I we had another neighbor there that was actually, like, a, a renowned uh, session drummer. Like okay. really like someone who's famous. We became friends and I don't want to like, you know, state his name in this in this <laughs> conversation. But like, and he was like, dude, there's this weirdo up there, and I'm pretty sure he does porn. Cause he's it's late nights, bro, and his flash is going on and it's different women all the time. And then I was and then when I found that out, I was like, bro. <laughs> You were right the whole time. But yeah. just like, these are like windows in the door, like just peeking. I'm like, what's going on in here? <laughs> what, like, what kind of settings was it? Is it just like office setting stuff? or 
I, dude, I never went on the set, so uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I would be like, I don't, yeah. I don't own a hazmat suit. I'd so, <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, I kind of stay away from the European porn. No offense, but a lot of uncircumcision, and I'm not oh, about. Yeah. I'm not about that. Oh no, we're, no we're the Jews. We gotta, fucking, we gotta keep yeah, it. No. Gotta keep it cut. You, you can't. It's this featherless chicken neck. It's uh, no. It's like a. <laughs> it's it's <clears> a no go. It's like I had to explain to like a female friend. She was like, "If I ever have a boy, he's not getting circumcised." I was like, "No, you want to get him circumcised." And she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "You know how boys are kind of dirty all the time." Yeah. Well, that part gets really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, man. So. I know. I'm like, I just know that because, yeah, for no re- important reason at all. Anyways, so you lived in Berlin. Yeah, um, I actually uh, went there to study jazz with a, some cat from New York. So, oh, nice! Yeah, it was like the whole. Would you play in? A, do you play? I'm assuming a big band. I did composition and arrangements. So I played in some bands, and I mm-hmm. also played in you know, like all types of different like lineups. I want to say. Oh, but yeah. What was your instrument? I made like was guitar was mainly my instrument oh my yeah i'm like i was guitar too in my school yeah here it's okay it's video time again so <laughs> why why videos have become like a thing on the show we i we're figuring out how to do this as like a video podcast but uh anyways my sent it to some friends the other day so let me just tell you the story first <clears throat> so um the kaufman center in kansas city missouri it's like one of the top 10 like recital halls yeah. on the planet. Um, I mean, there's better ones, but like it's in the top 10. It's really nice. It's newer. So the acoustics are actually pretty good. So where is that? So I, what happened was it was like my school like booked the night. And so what happened was um, they, um, so they had like the jazz band first and then we played two songs then they had like the orchestra, the orchestra after that. It was like the choir and the wind ensemble, all of that, like kind of like in a thing. And so like this was like a whole day thing. Yeah. This was like a ton of people, a ton of groups. And there's a bunch of little things in between. And so the jazz band was first. So we did our sound check. Then we left and we're like, all right, so you're free until the show. And I had like maybe five hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like nothing. I'm like. Okay, there's a bar. So there's this bar had 40 beers on tap and you paid by the ounce. So you had like this card, you put it in, pour a little bit. And, like you could pour like one ounce or you could pour like a whole glass or whatever. Yeah. So you could like pour a little bit, taste it, be like, yeah, I don't like it. And then like clean it up, try another yeah. one. That, that bar. I and with, and I bought food there too. I spent like 50 bucks on like alcohol. <laughs> and that's a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm a lightweight too. So, anyways, so here's a video. Um, and it's just a little, it's just a short thing. Me struggling to get a guitar strap on while drunk and having like a midnight crisis. Let's see here if it pulls up. So here it is. In 2014, Holy shit, man. That looks very official too. Yeah. Do they not? Okay, here it is suits and everything yeah Holy like shit, it was a man. legit thing that's, <laughs> a, that's poor timing to be shit-faced bro strap is off now somehow it's a great rock like that's rock and roll attitude right there it's like oh, <laughs> the huge and recital just, hall and i'm not like making a cue stop stop i'm not ready to play yet 
like, I'm still not ready. I haven't tuned yet because I have to like <laughs> start this oh, on. Like shit, goes. I haven't tuned. <laughs> I've cut the music out. <laughs> and in that moment, I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh shit, it's like forever. Like, yeah. but like here, it's like, oh, this wasn't that bad. Okay, so that was that. So, so yeah, you study chess in school. Yeah. And, and so, so don't get <laughs> so, drunk and do a gig because you're just going to look like an I idiot. Mean, I've, I've played with some fucking phenomenal dudes. Well, this uh, group my, here is phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I, there used to be, there was this, um, there was this, uh, Polish cat, bro, that we used to go to some jam night in some jazz club in Berlin, and he would fucking drink vodka, like, I'm probably a bottle of vodka. And I remember he would play and he would scream and go like, ah! <laughs> but he would kill it, man. That guy could be Was this like a co- combo drunk. type thing or a big band? No, that was like, anyone can fucking get on stage. And it was like a small... Oh, like an open mic type yeah, thing? Yeah, like an open mic type. And like, these motherfuckers put, like, we used to put everyone else out of business because it was, like, all these guys that were so fucking talented and we, like, everyone used to stand on, like, 18 people on this little-ass stage and the night was, like, it was slammed because it was, like, everyone was fucking amazing and it was <laughs> for free. And these motherfuckers just gave us a case of beer and because we were all in school, so no one was really hiring us for paid gigs I mean, I'd do gigs right now for, like, a case of beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care yeah. how good the gig is. You Man. say, here's a case yeah. of beer. Play music for like a half hour. I'm like, so, yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah, and we, we had these weird ass like mix of people. Like there were some gypsy cats who just came in and would like, they had alto, like there were three sets of saxophones and, you know, from alto to baritone. And it was like, it's like 19 people on stage and it was fucking awesome. And, and this guy, man, could play. He he was like it looked like he was impervious to alcohol. It was uh, I don't know, motherfucker was Polish, you know. It's yeah, <laughs> like really Polish from Poland. So you you don't know what he's been drinking his whole life, but it was pretty impressive that you could you could be so shit faced and play like that. Yeah, like I could not do it. Like I lose matricity. Like at some point, my hands won't listen to what my brain is saying. I can do guitar, like drinking, singing. I cannot do. That and that's more science than, yeah, anything. But apparently, I still do karaoke, and I still wake oh, up yeah. the next day not being able to talk. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a singer. I could sing. I'm not the best singer, but I'm a good singer. And I love karaoke. But Dude, the only way it. that I'm doing it is shit face, because karaoke's got to be bad. Yeah. I see all those motherfuckers watch The Voice, and they're like, they go to karaoke. And they sing like fucking Carrie Underhill. I want to knock him the fuck out. I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to be done. <laughs> that's a girl crush. That's a popular one. Friends in Lowe's Places, Garth Brooks. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> no, but there's no point in like going up there and being like trying to be amazing. It's karaoke, bro. Like people trying to, we're trying to have a good time and it's got to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's got to be bad. Yeah, that's like makes it more fun. I just try to be entertaining. That's yeah. my goal with karaoke. So, I think uh, the last time I went to karaoke or I went to Lipstick Lounge and I did a really like creepy Tom Jonesy version of Use Me and it, I think it came out a little offensive because <laughs> I was like, my friend. Is, is Lipstick Lounge pretty cool? or Lipstick Lounge is pretty 
I, don't, I see that place all the time. Like, and I'm like, do, do I, I like want to say that it's cool, but when I was there, the vibe was weird. I don't know why. Like, kind of like a little. I don't know. I had a good time. I was with a good group of friends, but it it wasn't so like at the end when people were shit faced, everyone was talking to everyone, and it was really cool. But in the beginning, I felt like people looked at me like, "Oh, you don't have like." What the fuck you doing here? You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> we don't take kindly to your taps around here. Yeah, it was um, weird. <laughs> have you ever been to Santa's Pub? No. Oh, I no, I haven't. You don't need to. <laughs> no. Like, I remember I, I drove by and saw that it was pretty like. You saw the trailers in there? Yeah, it was places. pretty random. Like, that is definitely a dive bar when I looked at it. <laughs> But now it's taken over by all the cool kids in town. I know. Just it's, like, I don't think any like actual divey nah, type people would go there. No, it's like uh, my cousin was in town once, and he's like, he's like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? I'm in town. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Um, and you just tell me, tell me where to go, and I'll be there. And he's like, oh, we're going to Santa's Pub. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I remember <clears throat> like meeting this one girl, and she's like, it's so fantastic, and it's all like, dude, it's so crowded. It's so small. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. The only dive bar that's been taken over in town, ta- like by the hipsters in town, that I actually still really like going to is Mickey's. No, oh, Mickey's is cool. Yeah, yeah, Mickey's is cool. Um, I have like f- you your female friends want to go to a gay bar. You know, I've yeah. been to the, I've been to a. I always say Pulse, the one that got shot up in Orlando, uh, uh, Tribe. <laughs> Where's that one? It's um. So it's off um. Uh, so it's like right off uh four thirty is no it's off like around I forty it's like past uh Church Street yeah all right so um yeah I mean that's like you can park there <laughs> <laughs> if that's any <laughs> that's a, if that's they yeah. have parking they got parking all right so you know that's like a city thing it's like oh, what's the parking situation like it's like <laughs> yeah. you're always like worried about parking for some reason. Just <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, trust me, as a New Yorker, I I could oh, totally yeah, relate New York to that. Would be like, I've been, I've been watching Seinfeld a lot, and like oh, yeah. I was like, they drive way too much for living in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drive way like it's kind of it's like I don't want to lose my spot. I'm like, why are you driving? Everything's like a subway. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting thing, man. But people do drive. Like, yeah, I don't I don't get it, but people do. Do you drive, drive in New York? I sometimes, yeah. Like when I go up and I, I hang out with my dad and, and he drives, but he doesn't drive when he's going in. Like he drives mainly to go like to go out of the city. Like, okay, that makes sense. Me and my dad are like some fucking weirdos. Like we we go to the beach. Yeah. That's what we do. And we drive out to like Long Island and we go to the beach. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'd love it if Nashville was the type of city where it's like, you just walk to, or take public transit everywhere. Yeah. Like that just sounds so much easier than driving. Dude, like this is horrible. I've lived my whole life in places with like efficient public transport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is like this is I, hell. I hate it, man. I hate. Yeah, I, uh, I really. That's one thing. Kansas City, like traffic is pretty good. Like everyone's like, hey, if we all drive fast, then none of us can get a ticket. So let's all do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here it's like I don't want to get a ticket. <laughs> It's, dude, I, I, I turned my car in and I ride a bicycle now. 
Because I don't have to put in much, like a lot of distance at the moment. And yeah. I'm going to look into a car when we're going to start touring in May. Uh, but so far, like, I'm just doing my thing. I just, like, ride a bike. And sometimes when I need it, I use, you know, Lyft or Uber. Yeah. But when I ride the bike, people do not know how to react to a bike here on the road. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like, I've been on intersections, like, literally off of Shelby where the highway's coming off. And, and yeah. like, people stop. And people don't like, know how to drive. That's no, just no. the problem. And I'm like, dude, I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, don't stop here. You're going to cause a wreck. Like, Yeah. <laughs> People are so dumb, uh, bad at driving. Oh, yeah. And you're on the east side, too. East side is terrible. Oh, yeah, east side. East is side bad. is way, 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 way worse. East side is bad, man, for driving yeah. and whatever it is. I'm Anything just like- you do. <laughs> <laughs> just east side. I love the east side, but it's like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just getting sick of driving yeah. in the city. Yeah, same. Dude. I love the east side. I love living on the east side. Like, I would like to have, like, nothing to do and just go get drunk every day on the east side and just kind of bum around. I think that would be an awesome life to have. That would be cool. Yeah. But then jobs, and then you have to make money, and that's the, fucking that's the shit. Yeah, no, you hate money. So, and then, so let's talk about the band Front. I'm going to say it. Yeah. You just say it because yeah. I'm from Kansas, and I'm going to say it wrong. Yeah, no, the name is like, um, I know, it's been around for a long time now, so I never really bothered to change it, but it's true. So Fawn's Head. Okay. It's like, uh, it, it's uh, it's really a d- dumb, wanting, you know, artist, intellectual. It comes from a, it comes from a French poem from the 18, I, I don't want to say something wrong, but like. No, it's, you definitely have to say something wrong. Yeah, 18th century. It was this French poet called Arthur Rimbaud. If anyone's mm-hmm. familiar with him, anyways, but it's like a long story. It's this half man, half goat creature, a fawn. Mm. Okay. And there's there's one poem that he wrote to, um, I don't know. It was at the time it was just me, and I was you know, and I had a friend who's a writer, who was uh, helping me up with help me. He was helping me out with all the website stuff, and he was just like, you need to look for a, a name for this project, and I, that. <laughs> The book was it's, was on my nightstand, and he's just like, "I'll oh, just go through that, and I'm sure there's something there." And um, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I," you know, halfway through it, I'm like, "Oh, this." I just read this poem, and it's like I've you know I never read it before. I mean, I could remember it, and it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And it was like, it's it's really an um, it's really like an image for a dysfunctional relationship yeah. that he had with. His lover was another male French poet. Ooh, yeah. getting schwoke. So with it this. was really like, and but it was it was really like about passion and and you know this this love and hate thing and how you you can love someone so much and it's so complicated, blah blah blah. But really, like on like if you just read it through and then think mm-hmm. about like the meaning behind the whole thing, mm-hmm. it was really just one. It was a fawn who plays the lyra and has sex with nymphs. And my friend was like, oh, this is you. And I'm like, fuck you. And he's like. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're a furry. Yeah. (laughs) And so he's like, that's your name. And I thought I was offended, but it was funny. So I just like rolled Mm -hmm. with it. And at that time, it was like no Google entry or anything. So yeah. I had to, it spared myself all the uh, the CO work. So I was just like, and, ah, and fuck it. Any, in- most English speakers don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so, can't even say it. So yeah, there you go. So it's one of these things where, you know, 
probably the first time people were like, Queens of the Stone Age? What? <laughs> <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Some of them are just kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you ever watched back and forth the Foo Fighters documentary? Oh, yeah. And he's like, if I had known, like, <laughs> I would have fucking called it something else. Cause <laughs> I knew we were going to be good. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I like Dave Grohl. He's just like he's a, a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude all around for sure. I've been seeing a bunch of like videos of him drinking and then just falling off stage. Yeah. He's he's cool and he's like he's right, man. Don't take it too serious. It's Oh, totally. Yeah. I can I can't yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't want to be on the I don't want my music on glee. No, and he's <laughs> like he's like the dad. He's the rock yeah. dad, dad right? Dad rock, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool. We're like, you know, Josh Homme's really like, the he's still the rocker. Like that, I mean, as much as I love that dude, I hear that he's pretty fucking insane. I hope, Josh, if you're listening, man, I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know. And so you guys are a two-piece band? Yeah, so we we started out as a four-piece Um and then, like, when we decided to make the move back, you know, we were all around. We, we had a deal on a German record label. And then we were then, like, mostly, like, we were drawn to England because, obviously, like, that's the market that breaks that kind of music internationally. Oh, yeah. And, like, we were really an American band. And then when we were like, fuck, man, you know, it was obvious that we were making mm -hmm. more, we were breaking more ground over there. We are like, oh, man, we you know, we should move. And then I was like, man, I, you know, I would kind of want to go back. Like, I don't really want to fucking go to England. Yeah. I, there's a lot to be said about England, but it's Hanging not. Hanging out with 21 Savage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just like, it wasn't for me. Sorry. I mean, like, Sir yeah. Savage, the 21st. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, when all this said and done, I was like, oh, was climate, food. Oof, just, like, I don't know. It rains a lot there, right? Dude, it's bad. I, I don't like rain. Like England sounds so cool, but like, no, nah. you know, it's just like it's like Seattle. It's like Seattle sounds really cool, but it rains a lot, and I'm like, nah. dude, England is not cool. Like it's a rough place, honestly. Like you struggle there. No, like no mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. And anything that's not central London, which you need to be a billionaire to be able to walk the sidewalk and breathe, it's so fucking expensive. Like, the rest is just fucking brick houses, and it, it looked like coal mining towns. You know, mm -hmm. it's rough, dude. This is hands of fucking creativity, probably. Yeah. I mean, you got to <laughs> hand it to the Brits. Like, this is also one thing, like, Americans are so, like, because the the, the industry is so big. Right? Yeah. That is, like, everyone is technically so on top of their shit. And, like, when I moved back here... I have yet to see a single band where I'm like, whoa, you know, like where I'm you, not like. You should go to like some small town. Yeah, probably. You're gonna you're gonna change that mind really. But in here, you know, like in Nashville, we're like the Brits are probably not like. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some fucking really good cats out there, but you know, they're probably not. But they're like every. I I was more like wowed by some shit where like, whoa, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that mm -hmm. ever. We're like here most of the time, like, oh yeah. Like you're not even trying. Like at this point, you're almost a fucking yeah. cover band. Dude, I saw it. Yeah. And uh, that's just fucking sad, bro. Like, I don't know. Where the Brits are always trying to fucking figure out a way to make it new, you know? And I think mm -hmm. I, I admire that at least. Yeah. But um 
Well, I mean, I've been thinking of like just a lot of bands I've been hearing from. I've been listening to the 1975's new record yeah. on loop pretty much since yeah. it came out. And that one's where I'm like, oh, it's from the UK. And I guess that's the only example I can think of right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. I just, who, I, is it me or Greta Van Fleet got the best rock and roll album of the year, the Grammys? I thought it was St. Vincent. Oh, maybe. I mean, just. Maybe, yeah. And it was <laughs> like Chris Cornell had best song. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, Good. Yeah. I love Chris Cornell and like, was, I, you was know, Chris there? I tip my fucking hat to, you know, Soundgarden and all mm-hmm. that, you know, but then fucking Audio Slave, obviously, right? But. Dude, like, come on. There's got to be something else out there. And then I'm like, then, all right, this is what fucking rock and roll deserves. It deserves to be in the fucking shitter if this is all we got, you know? Like, someone needs to fucking put it in the front page again. I mean, what's like, what are the kids, the kids nowadays think that 21 Pilots is rock and roll. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, they're like a, they're like a fucking metal prog. They're like a prog metal? I'm like, what? When, they, who they, said they don't that? Even have a fucking guitar, man. I mean, I don't think Twenty One Pilots would even say that. No, that's the funny thing. Yeah, I know. That's like the that's what the kids were like were saying when they were coming out of Bridgestone Arena when but, they played here, and I was five like, five seconds of summer is uh, <laughs> this is the best metal band out there yeah. right now. Oh, look at Juice. Like, oh, hers the next Metallica, really. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, it was just like, I don't know. But really, I was really thinking about that. Like, when was the last time that, like, probably the Black Keys came up with something that was like, oh, you know, fucking put it back on the map? Yeah. That's a long fucking time ago, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Um, Mumford & Sons did that rock album a couple years back. I, I really like that. I, Mumford & Sons, that's another Yeah. So, span. dude, I love Mumford & Sons. Yeah. But I thought the rock album you was just like, they did that shit, but then they put a drum kit and electric guitars. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's so weird. I li- I liked it. I, Yeah, I mean, I got, it was like, just maybe it was shocking to me because it was, it was so far. I remember, remember they, 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 they released the single of the previous album, which was like, I think it was. I will wait for you. I can't remember the title where it was shot at Red Rocks. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, that is a song. I like yeah. I remember thinking that. And then I saw the single for the, the rock record. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? And then Mark Marcus Mumford was like, oh, yeah, that was the original. Like, that was the way the band was intended the whole time. I was like, thank God it went in the other direction. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really what With it was. With their newest album, Delta? I ha- I haven't listened to it yet. It's actually pretty good. Um, I don't know. They're very they're getting more experimental. Yeah. In the good way, where they're like trying out new things, so, which I like a band doing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of good songs. It's a, it's like an hour long album, so like it's I think their first two disker. All right. When I think about vinyl. Um, yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, I'm seeing them Mar- this February when we're recording this, but March yeah I'll be seeing them. Yeah, at Bridgestone. So that's awesome. For I that mean, show. I would. There's like when I was living in Berlin, they came around and they're like, but it was sold out in ten seconds. And there's like a, 
there's an acoustic venue, like there's an open air venue there that's that has like mm-hmm. fucking it's been there for like a century and it has like legendary acoustics. And they were playing there, and I was like, if there's one band you want to see in that venue, oh, yeah. it's them. Like, that must have been so fucking fantastic. But unfortunately, I couldn't go. It was, like, sold out in 10 seconds. Yeah, everything like that is, like... <laughs> I mean, they're a fucking legit band now, so... And that's cool, because that's good music, for real. Yeah. And it's, it's different, man. Like, you know, there's... Uh, somehow, I'm really thinking about, like, you know... It's just like you need to fake like once they'll once they'll be like an Amazon of music that'll just like fucking sort like work their workers horribly yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but you know like sort the noise out and point you point shit in the right direction kind of be like I mean. I fucking hate Amazon for, you know, because I'm a socialist, so obviously, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, you know, you're the richest oh, man I in see. the world and, like, uh, all your fucking employees are on food stamps. I have yeah, to pay for your employees. Fuck you. Like, for yeah. real. But, you know, something that'll just kind of, like, you know, point you in the right directions. Because I really, truly, the future of music is independent, man. It's just, like, mm-hmm. and, like, these, you know... These guys, like guys like that, or guys like Wolfpack or Chance the Rapper, and one of the bigger names, yeah. like these guys show that, like, or you know, Anderson Packs show, like, there's still like that's quality content, man, and it's all the way up there for real, for with all the fucking radio trash that you mm-hmm. know you don't want to listen to. Uh, so. Like that kind of for me makes me feel like oh maybe there's hope after all you <laughs> yeah know? it's gonna it's going independent already like yeah you like Frank Ocean at all yeah so I'm a big Frank Ocean fan and like the way he finessed him his way out of uh, uh, Def Jam is like yeah. phenomenal they're like releases this visual album buys back the rights to his music gets out of yeah. his contract he gives and then so. Uh, Def Jam's like, all right, cool, new Frank Ocean thing, yeah, awesome. Two days, uh, like a day later, new Frank Ocean album, independent release, yeah. <laughs> like, it, like it made like I think it was because they're all under like Sony or Universal, yeah. They're all the same, let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> same devil. Um, it's they're just like <laughs> you know what, bank. we're no longer doing exclusive yeah. stream. That's why you don't see those. Because remember back in the day, because he did, uh, oh Frank did uh, exclusive deal with Apple Music for Blonde. Yeah. Too with uh, his um, with uh, endless his visual album, and so he got like money from Apple Music, and then like and so he got like so basically like he he got his profit back from what he saw he had to send to a Def Jam, like it was it was like an incredible chess game, if you consider that like the music business of chess games. Dude, these contracts are fucked up, man. Dude, like, yeah. They're really backwards. But Dude, I heard Sony is like the real devil. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, on the other hand, like, well, they're just a bank, you know? So yeah. they, that's how they operate. And and it was funny. Have you ever seen that Frank Zappa interview where he's like, you know, before it was just like old dudes, like, you know, with, with, you know, old balding dudes in suits smoking cigars were like, what the fuck do I know about music? Let's just put it out, you know? <laughs> And now it's like all motherfuckers with like, you know, fucking fixie bikes and shit like that are like, mm. they think like they're, you know, they, they still bald dudes. Probably. 
But now they have much more say on the creative content because yeah. algorithms and like this is what's going to make money and shit where before you didn't have that. So you just didn't know it was going to make money. You just had to, fucking, you had to roll the dice. Let's do it. But I really feel like you see that's a good example because Frank Ocean – could put something out because he knows how to reach his demographic. Yeah. Like you just need a tool to allow you how to reach your demographic and get through all the noise of the stuff that's shit. And then you'll be able to perform like, you'll, you know, your whole content will move forward and you'll be able to, you'll be able to, you know, hopefully make a living out of it. Cause it takes a lot of fucking time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I like, it's hopefully it'll get there. It's, yeah. But some dudes are really making it happen. So, yeah. you know, and like, think about Wolfpack, man. They just sold <laughs> oh, yeah. out. The, I love these guys. Mm -hmm. First of all, like, I'm I'm a huge, like, fucking 70s disco dude. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Their plugins are incredible. Yeah. And these guys are just like, dude, that's not easy music to sell. When you think yeah. about it in a mainstream market, it's like seven-minute songs, all instrumental. Sounds like, like jazz majors in yeah, college. Yeah, exactly. Some nerds. But... Like they they just sold out in Madison Square Garden, man. That shit. Wow, I didn't fucking, think. Yeah, I didn't realize they were that. They're like not saying anything bad. I didn't realize they were like MSG good. Yeah, I mean, and they own all the rights to the whole. Like they have their own mm. publishing company, own licensing yeah. company. Like they're just they have a label and like look it up. Look at look yeah. up the website. It's nothing. <laughs> it's just they bought the domain and there's like one line on there. I think. <laughs> And I love that. I'm like, that's such a big fuck you. I just fucking love oh, it. Oh, yeah. But you know what's great about that, man? That's not easy music to sell, but it's fucking good. And it's just five dudes that are absolutely mesmerizing. And I think that's awesome. Really. Mm -hmm. Well, that is fantastic. Let me see here. How much time do we have? Okay. So, yeah, we're getting near the end. i like to ask one last question to all my guests. Yeah. Before we leave the show, I want to hear your favorite drunk story. Doesn't have to involve you, but if it's going to involve someone else, we prefer their name stay out. Yeah. For their own personal safety, but um, preferably you and preferably funny, but it doesn't have to be funny. Um, it can be sad as hell. I don't know, man. I have so many drunk stories. Which one is really good that I could remember, like off the top of my head? I don't know. Probably the most recent one. Um, I was, we were, uh, I had some, when I moved down here, I had some friends fly over from Europe and we drove down here and like, we, we was, I was, I was crashing with my father in New York and, um, and we, uh, we were just like, we were in the East Village and we were getting fucked up and, <laughs> and then we order an Uber to go back to their Airbnb. I, maybe I shouldn't say that because I think it's illegal in New York to Airbnb. Whatever. There are no names, so <laughs> I, I wasn't doing it. There's so. this one guy doing Airbnb. Yeah, there's still some in New York. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was like my friend punched in the address and we were we're we draw like we get in the we were it, that place was also like his we were at one place at some bar in the East Village and their place was in the East Village too so it was like we're literally like a couple blocks away we were so fucked up we get into the we get in the Uber and we're in the Uber and I don't even like we're on the FDR doesn't even <laughs> really catch my attention and uh and then and then we're driving and my friends are like oh look at that it's the White Castle. 
like in The Big Lebowski. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go fuck up some White Castle. And we get off, we, 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 we get out of the cab, we, we go inside, and it's like, this is, this is weird. Like, there's a <laughs> bulletproof glass in here. And, and why is this like, I, mean, I don't think about it really. And I'm like, oh, it's like, and it's like, people are being really aggressive. And it's like, we're, we're the only white dudes there. And it's still not really like ringing a bell at that point. And my friend is being like, he's really shit-faced and he's French and he's or- we're ordering some baked clams or some shit, I don't know, fried, deep-fried clams. And the, the lady was like, sir, can you swipe? And he says, I will never swipe again. And <laughs> I don't know. So we're just holding up the line and people are going crazy. And then we walk out and we're drunk as fuck. And then we're, he's like, and it's like, let's go back to the Airbnb and we're walking. And then I'm like, wait a minute. This is like, this is not the right place. This is 122nd. <laughs> this is East Harlem. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, this is not where we're supposed to be, motherfucker. This is Harlem. <laughs> we were so, he was like, oh. And he put in 122nd Street instead of 122 on you know first avenue or some shit so yeah we almost got shot in east harlem and we held up the queue and people wanted to kill us <laughs> so it was pretty funny <laughs> that's, that's that's great um if you have any others you can tell them yeah. nice off off the top of my head right now i really can't remember <laughs> it's all good that one was good enough all right and so where can we check out your guys' stuff it's pretty much all over man um we got our website, we got our Facebook page, we're on Spotify, iTunes, I Apple Music. Pornhub? We're, we're trying to get some licensing gigs on Pornhub, but nice. Like since like you said, more more and more women directing porn, so it, we're moving away from the heavy metal. 50,000 50, <laughs> after 50,000 subscribers you get a Letterman jacket. <laughs> it's like PH, it says like PH for Pornhub. Nice. This is true. This is a true story. <laughs> that so. is that is pretty good. So that's why I really want to figure out how to make some Pornhub content that's nice. not sex. I feel like that's more like a punk a punk band thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty punk. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> Anyways, so that's how we're going to wrap up this episode today. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Check out more shows like this one at shwaymedia.com and my music at samshwilkinmusic.com. And like always, stay awesome. Casting.